First and foremost, Black Lives Matter. Right now, we need to listen to those who have been targeted by this system and amplify their struggle and their voices. We have listed resources and donation links in the description below. Thank you. Cryptozoology is, by its very nature, elusive. Thus, we cannot say that we are exactly bringing you the facts. But we will do our best to help you see these mythical legends as we do. So sit back, relax, and wait. What's that behind you? <laughs> Never mind. Enjoy the show! And welcome back to Cryptids on Cryptids. This is our 10th episode. Our 10th. Can you believe it? No, I really can't. We've been doing this for like at least 10 weeks. That's so crazy. That's over um, a month. Yeah. Uh, I'm Marty. I'm Sid. And uh, what are we talking about this week, Sydney? This week, we got a bit of a weird one. So this was actually one that you requested that I look up. Uh, most of the time I just kind of go out on the internet and I'm like, hey, we got any weird shit? And the internet gives me it. But <laughs> this was one that you specifically asked me to go find. Uh, it's the Dark Watchers. Uh, yeah, I saw like a little blurb on them and I was like, wait, these are so cool and they're so creepy and I, I'm so, like 100% in on this. Uh, yeah. I did no research into, <laughs> into it. Um and um, I was just like, Sid, this is cool, and I want to learn about it, but I don't want to do any research. And that's what we're here to do for you, is inform you without you having to go out and do anything. That's what I'm here for. That is my, <laughs> that is my job. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. So I did some research on the Dark Watchers, and I had to delve through the internet and end up in a couple of questionable websites. It's fine. Delving through the internet is... You usually find some questionable websites, especially when... Like, looking for something as creepy as the Dark Watchers. Well, like, anytime I have to look through something on the internet, it is a bit like panning for gold with a sandblaster. It's not gonna go <laughs> real great. <laughs> but you may find something. But whatever you find, it's gonna be pretty big. So, the Dark Watchers, uh, which were known by early Spanish settlers as Los Vigilantes Oscuros, uh, is a name given to these like shadow people okay here's what they are Sha they're at least seven to shadow 15 people? feet tall just like silhouettes of people just in the distance on this mountain range it's the santa yeah. lucia mountain range yeah yeah so they're these featureless dark silhouettes that are they wear like hats and they got walking sticks so they're like nothing if not fashionable but, Nothing if not fashionable, for sure. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, they're out there, and they've got a cool hat, and they've got a cool stick, and they're doing it to them. I mean, like, they're not really doing anything but watching, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right? I don't know. What do, what do they do, Sid? Ordinarily, Let's get into that. this would be the point in time where I'm like, and people have died, because that's pretty much what I've done for, like, all these previous episodes, as we've been covering big scary dudes with teeth and claws and like bodies that can just crunch things. I'm looking at you, Tizaro. Yeah. 
Tizzeric. Yeah, last week for sure. Tizzeric. Bodies that uh, just crunch things. These guys don't do that. Uh, they, they don't? just stare. They're so big, though. They just stare in the distance with their cold and feeling eyes that you can't see because they're not really outlined. I know? thought that was a feature of them, though, is that they had, like, glowing eyes. Some some sightings say that they do have glowing eyes and that if you look at them and you start approaching them, the eyes start to glow. But if you don't approach them, the eyes oh. don't glow. Okay. Cool. So, uh, so maybe some Enderman esque vibes from these boys huh they don't like the eye contact man if you leave them alone not a fan yeah because like they will just disappear if you approach them so there aren't really any like the sightings people have of them are like standing from a distance and just kind of looking over the mountain range and seeing them out there but if you get any closer they kind of just disappear so so these these boys will be real hard for me to fight yeah even if i, I also... like even if i wanted to even if you wanted to, I don't think you could get close enough because, like, the key feature of these these fellas is if you even walk towards them, the eyes just kind of like, and then they just disappear. Uh, <laughs> which is relatable. First off, if anybody approaches me at a social gathering, I'd really like to make my eyes glow and then just disappear. I mean, yeah, who wouldn't like that little party trick? parlor trick maybe I mean, these are was... really cool magicians really cool <laughs> tall magicians i was actually about to talk to you about that on how they do give off big magician vibes with the hats and the walking sticks because like they, yeah. magicians have hats and sticks you know magicians do have hats and sticks that's a key feature of magicians how you know it's magic that's how you know it's magic baby uh I do, <laughs> however, these guys are 7 to 15 feet tall, so it's a little bigger than your average magician, you know? Yeah, your average magician's like 5'4". They don't got a lot going on. I looked that I mean, up. That's a real stat. I'd say your average magician is like 5'8 with the hat, though. It depends on whether yeah, or not you're like... Yeah, big hats. Yeah. Real big hats. Because they gotta put rabbits in there, you know? I think that is, like, the statistic is... Um, brought down by a lot of uh children are like i want to do magic yeah. um so yeah not like, a lot of it <laughs> i feel like children end up looking at magic and they're like i would like to do magic and then you got like three three pathways you can t- well technically four pathways if you want to count artificer magical artificer. engineers count <laughs> but like you either get kids that go into like magician magic and they become magicians or you get kids that go into like wizard magic like a bunch of nerds and then just study all the time or you get witches who do like the medicine that's how that's how it shakes out so i feel like magicians do get kind of their average height pulled down by the sheer amount of children that look at the ring trick and are like hey that could be me that could be me um what oh hold on hold on do you think there's there's like a path for uh, children to go down as, as like, um, I don't know, there's, there's so many kinds of magic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you think kids try to do real magic? I mean, I feel like it depends on whether or not you see magic as, like, a force that can be harnessed or something innate. I think it's how that shakes out. Yeah, well, I think it's, like, probably, like, one in ten, uh, children are like, let me do the ring trick, and then... They don't know how to do the ring trick, but they do it anyway. And it's like, whoa, he did real magic. 
They just like take two like regular ass metal rings and they're like dink and they go into each other and they're like holy shit I did it wait yo I fused these two objects or phased them through one another somehow and then um, they get a letter from Hogwarts you've broken every sorcerer in D and D down to their bare essentials (laughs) it's just fuck ups leading to understanding of magical powers. I mean, yeah. Imagine I mean, that being your claim to fame, though. Like, you get into some prestigious wizard school, and they're like, how'd you find out that you could do magic? And the kid's like, well, put these fucking rings together. <laughs> put these fucking rings together? Oh, cool. Um, So, like, these are party trick rings, right? Nope. Just found them in my dad's garage, and I stuck them together. I can't get them undone, though. <laughs> I can't get them undone, though. So that's I'm here at this at the wizard school. <laughs> God, I can't get him undone though. They sent me to wizard school to figure it out, bro. I can't get him undone. I can't get him undone. My hand's stuck in between them, and I'm I'm so it's like sad. Like a Chinese finger trap, but with steel. <laughs> so you could just put the rings like here. Look, you could just put the rings like this, and you can take your hand out. And it's like, well, that defeats the purpose because now they're still fused together. My hand's you know out, but make- I can't get the rings undone they make hacksaws for that specific purpose yeah, is to right get rings undone and it's like well i did it with magic so i felt like i should undo it with magic that's why i'm at wizard school is to undo <laughs> these fucking rings it's fucking rings though oh no man harry potter would have been a much different series if that had happened i feel like any magic universe would be a much different series if like kids could mess up their way into magic i mean like that's kind of like what harry potter did because like harry did the whole snake thing where he released a snake and talked to it oh the parcel tongue yeah yeah and i mean yeah there's a ton of different ways to get magic though but like that's why i'm so curious about these guys because a lot of this seems like it would be traditional borderline D&D magic and I'd actually like to talk a little bit about that with the Dark Watchers because they oh, yeah? they seemingly teleport is the thing is when you get close to them they disappear so mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody here is familiar with the schools of magic the eight schools of magic technically I know technically one more. is transmutation one is like uh, I forget what it's called but it's like destruction magic Yes. It's like the Skyrim schools of magic. There's like illusion. Uh, there is abjuration, uh, which abjuration. is to protect things. Illusion, which makes things look like other things. Enchantment, which is like your standard buff debuff that makes things do things. Uh, mm-hmm. Divination, which allows you to predict the future. Evocation, which is your destruction magic. Yeah, evocation. Uh, transmutation is your, yeah, transmutation is your turn things into other things. Necromancy is either spare the dying or you could just like make him live again kind of uh, uh you're dead stop that <laughs> stop that hey you stop that and the one that i want to talk about a skeleton is... stop that <laughs> i'm sorry well it's either start that or stop that it's like if the skeletons are on the ground and you really want to open a door you can just be like hey help me out here and i'll open the door uh, hey you skeleton stop that stop being the skeleton Stop well, being fucking dead, dude. Get back up. Let's go. We got things come, to do. Come on, dude. What are you Help doing laying around for? We're going somewhere. Lazy bones. 
Get up, you fucking loser. Let's go. <laughs> Get in the nuts. car. We're going shopping. Shopping. Oh, necromancers, dude. Or uh, there's the last one that we're about to talk about, which is conjuration, which is your portal magic. So Ooh. portals, and it makes stuff for free sometimes. So with these guys, uh, the Dark Watchers, the Dark Watchers kind of fit a lot of the category, like fit a lot of the boxes for your very traditional wizard. They got the big hats, they got the sticks, they appear in the distance, they're tall. Uh, All good old wizards are tall and have big, luscious, beautiful, cool beards. But of course you couldn't see that on the Dark Watchers because they're kind of a silhouette. Yeah, they're just a silhouette kind of thing. But when you get close, they disappear. Very yeah, quickly so and without a lot of warning. Beards. And their eyes glow. So, like, I'm not saying that's the nonverbal casting. Magic. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> nonverbal casting. Nonverbal. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense. Do you like, think the key is to, like, get in behind them? I don't know if you can get behind these guys, though. Because, like, if you get no. close to. I imagine you could just make a big circle and see if you could get around them. But I feel I'm like seeing, like, see they're watching moving. somebody down in the, like, valley there, and you're just, like, on top of the mountain already. You're waiting. And then Are they pop saying... up. They're watching the dude, and you're coming in, and you've got a knife, and you're, like, rogue. Rogue shit. <laughs> I mean, granted, if the Dark Watchers are wizards, they have, in total, ten hit points. Regardless of level. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta add a new class. <laughs> so I, I can fight these... I don't mean to dunk on wizards. I do like I'm a monk. <laughs> Give me this, alright? I'm broken. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I play either a monk or fucking I play either a monk or a druid. And I in, know that I'm every DM's worst nightmare. In the only um like I the only D&D campaign that I've done, I designed this character called um, Brad Chad. Yeah. And he's a stupid as all fuck Chad, um, and he's a barbarian. And I love him so much. I love him. Also, for some reason, I am cursed when it comes to, like, luck rolls or any like anything that involves chance. Like, flipping a coin, I always will lose it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, luck like, rolls. Like, every single check you need to make in D&D ever. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Those. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. So, the thing has become, uh, Brad Chad does it bad. Um, because I just do it bad every time. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, so, uh... Brad Chad. Brad Chad does it bad. Um, he's a, um... It is, like, medieval fantasy, you know? But he yeah. is still, um... Quote-unquote, uh... A TikToker. Uh, <laughs> I love this character very much. Does he just have like a pocket watch that he stole off someone once on accident? Uh, no, he does TikToks, but like uh, in the town square, he reenacts them because he's, I don't know, he has like innate knowledge of TikTok. Does he have to? Does he, yeah. Does he plan to multi class into Bard? Because I feel like if not, you're really missing out on like. <laughs> untapped potential uh we already have a bard in in the party so maybe i would like him to multi-class into bard yeah Um, you'd be a barbarian it'd be fine barbarian yeah Yeah. i mean i think he's he's just so stupid and i love him so much 
I really, there's a soft spot in my heart for like any type of, I DM, I'm a forever DM. Yeah. And yeah, I have been running D&D campaigns for like, I think it's, oh my God, at least three years at this point. Damn. Oh, okay. that's weird. But yeah, I mean, I, I just really... got into D&D like a year ago. My laptop is stacked up on my monster manuals right now. Like wow. I'm looking at them. Because I have a... Any Dark Watchers I've... in there? Actually. Wait, really? I wanted to talk about that. Wait, really? Yeah. I wanted to talk about this. So the reason why I brought up the Schools of Magic and the reason why I brought up Wizards is that I... Okay. When it comes to, like, the cryptids, a lot of times you see representations of them in other types of media, right? Yeah. You get things like the Ozark Howler appearing in lots of books and things. The Jersey Devil has 8 million, like, books and, like, poems and what what have you, whatnot, you know? And Squire Daniel saw him? Squire Daniel did see him. Or Squire, uh, Squire whatever his name was. It's not Squire Daniel. Daniel's his brother. <laughs> Daniel's his brother. It's Squire and Daniel, his brother. Good <laughs> Squire Lord. and uh, less successful, but more well-known brother, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Go on, sorry. I, no, you're good. Continue doing Squire and Daniel. but Love them. Here's the thing. I brought up D&D, and I brought up spellcasting, and I brought up wizards, because... Cryptids capture the imagination, you know? They fit yeah. themselves into, like, elements of them fit really well into, like, monsters. So you get yeah. things like the Dark Watcher, which looms from a far distance, teleports around, and just kind of looks. And uh, for those of you who have played D&D for a long period of time may know at least a little bit of, like, what I'm going for with this. It's a bit of a long shot. In the fact that the only, like, the similarities you get between this and what I'm about to mention is that... Hey, even if it's a long shot, I'm I'm betting that a uh, long hunter squire could get it. I bet. I bet he could. Bet he could. I bet he could. I don't think he could shoot this thing, though. Oh, uh, yeah? I'm about to talk about the displacer beast. The displacer beast? No. What? So Tell me all D &D. about it. D&D has this monster called the Displacer Beast, right? Uh -huh. It is a... Okay, it's kind of scary. <laughs> Borderline horrifying, uh -oh. but it's fine. Uh, I'm throwing one at my party later. They don't know. Don't tell them. Shh. But, wait, wait, uh, do they listen to this podcast? Shh, they do. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, guys, you got, a, you got something coming. <laughs> you got something coming. But I was doing research for both of these at the same time, because when I do my research, I do it in a big chunk. And I was like, hey, this reminds me of the Dark Watcher, because a Displacer Beast is a large, uh, like, dark-colored creature. Its uh -huh. eyes will glow. Uh, it's panther oh. or puma-like with six legs. Uh, it's nine feet long, weighs like 500 pounds. Massive. Oh. Uh, oh, no. But they can go up to twice this size. Oh, boy. So there's a large size variation, they're dark in coloration, their eyes glow, and they have their innate magic to bend light, making them to appear to be a foot or two away from their actual position. Which reminds me oh. of the Dark Watchers, because when they approach, they tend to disappear. So I'm thinking, I'm not saying, fey creature, 
but maybe, but <laughs> maybe. the magic seems real similar. Yeah, it kind of does, huh? Yeah, they live in small groups or prefer to be alone. And they do just disappear when people get real close. These guys, Displacer Beasts are hostile and the Dark Watchers are not hostile. Yes. But it does remind me of it. Because both of them appear at dusk or dawn. Yeah. Crepuscular. Uh, they appear in, like, mountainous areas, usually, like, backdropped by either, like, like largely flat surfaces, you know? Because um, Displacer Beasts are forest creatures and these guys appear up on the mountains, but there's a little forest just below that. And they do just disappear when you get close, you know? And the eyes glow. It really does remind me. That actually really kind of does. There are a lot of similarities there. I, that yeah. does remind me, though, I did want to really talk about the um, place that these guys are seen. The Santa Monica yeah. range, like mountain range, right? Mm-hmm. California. California. California, baby. There's a Cali. website I looked. First off, California may as well just be the fucking Feywild of the U.S. Allow me for this. If you've ever been to California or Texas, yeah, it's like a whole different ball game. I've, I'm like ninety percent sure California's a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I live in the Midwest, and like I don't get a lot to say on this because the area I live is mostly corn, but. <laughs> But California is like, weird. I honestly think that's something that has really uh, inspired a lot of these like cryptids and why it's so kind of like maybe we don't know everything that's out there because the U.S. like compared to every other country, like think about literally every other country except for like Canada, maybe, you know, like and maybe Brazil with all the Amazon. But like literally it's such a big place like you go to like london and everyone's like oh it's so far like it's a two-hour drive to get anywhere and it's like okay i drive eight hours to get to school <laughs> like what you know like uh yeah it's like it's crazy dude it's like the u.s is so big and especially california and texas are just like huge states you know like, yeah. there's so much, like, there's so much place for there to be, like, literally anything could be there, you know? Like, there's just... There's so much place to have the same name, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a big area, and it's all called California, or, like, so, like, anything that happens in there... The larger area you've got, the more space there is for weird things to exist. So the yeah. fact that California is so big means it's weird per square foot ratio <laughs> is higher than I feel like it should be. Yes. Same with, like, reason, you know, Alaska yeah. we talked about last last week. You know, like, um, Alaska is where the Tizarik is. I'm sure there's other cryptids and stuff up there. Like, there are so many. There's such it's such a big space, and there's so much that's there. And, like, it's impossible for us to know everything, like, all yeah. the time, you know? Like, yeah, there's been sightings, but, like, how much more is there, you know? Like... Yeah. Because, like, the ocean, we've pulled a whole bunch of creatures from the ocean. The ocean's weird per f square foot ratio is it's so much. Yeah, high. there's so, so much square footage in the ocean. 
so much weird. So like, this website, which I did pull some of my research from, is Weird California, and it talks about the Dark Watchers kind of existing on the Santa Lucia Mountain, mm. and you can kind of see them from the beach, uh, a villa beach, oh, and whoa. you can kind of look up, and the beings usually aren't, they either look at you and you get the eye glow thing, or they're just staring off into the open air of the mountains and then just vanish into thin air Yeah. without being approached. So if you don't approach them, they will just vibe out and then eventually disappear. Yeah. But they are mentioned in a lot of poems because of this behavior, because, like, John Steinbeck described them in a short story, Flight. Uh, there's a poet, Robinson Jeffers, that you can see them, and a large, like, overarching theme on these is they look human, but they're not. But it won't tell you why they're not human. It just says that they're not with, like, confidence. You know? Mm -hmm. So... The description that I got of these guys is they generally look like people, but they're 7 to 15 feet tall with cool hats and sticks. Uh, cool hats then and sticks. Very important. It said Nothing sticks if not or staves. Sticks or staves? Staves. Like the building and then I, thing? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. A stave is like a storage. That's like a building. And... It's mentioned that they use those as, like, walking sticks. Mm -hmm. And a walking stick is supposed to be roughly your height, if not a little shorter, I think, is usually how that goes. Mm -hmm. But, and then uh, more recent sightings include a cape in the description, <gasps> which, first off, sick as hell. Yeah, dude. I, I keep talking about how capes should be brought back into, like, popular fashion. Like, I'm sure I've talked to you about this. I've yes. ranted my girlfriend's ear off about this. Like, capes are so cool. Actually, my girlfriend wears a lot of capes, and I, I'm jealous that I don't have that wardrobe. Um, yeah. I got to wear a cape to Renfest last year, and it was so much fun. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know what's really cool that people overlook? Capelets. Capelets, yeah! Yeah, I have a capelet, and I really like it. I think they should be uh, brought back into popular fashion. Like, next time I wear a suit, I'm wearing a cape with it. Like, just so, the dramatic flair is so important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Again, these guys are nothing if not fashionable. Nothing. So, yeah. they are just on the Maybe they are nothing, just fashionable. Like, just fashion. <laughs> like, like, there's so much that, like, maybe they're, like, illusions or something like that that, like, or, or like, kind of, like... Like projections the or something, power of their... and they're yeah, they're just like something like that, but with super fa just super fashionable. Yeah, it's just the raw power of their fashion that allows them to project. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I don't think they can be projections because their their eyes glow and they have like they have like okay. mass that's like visible. You know what I mean? Well, I do want to talk about this though because illusion, uh, illusion. I'm so sorry. <laughs> illusions, hallucinations, or misinterpretation, good lord, of natural stimulus, uh, this is, uh, brought upon by exhaustion or, like, isolation, is a thing. Yeah. Um, cause, like... For sure. In a mountain range, like, you're definitely gonna hit that, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's why I wanted to talk about the geography a little bit, was because it's... Yeah. It's... Cause it, 
is in the mountains, so I do have to talk about infrasound, of course, which is your, uh, it's generated by the wind and kind of, like, causes feelings of uneasiness and anxiety and is usually linked to, like, paranormal sightings. Mm. It's kind of like the creeps that you get when you go through a house that has a lot of, like, broken things so that the wind runs through them and you get that sort of anxiety oh, frequency. Sid, I've been in some places that are, have given me that. Yeah. Um, it's got the heebie-jeebies. I was doing a hike in Maine mm-hmm. um, in the um, Allagash Wilderness, uh, which is really, really up north in Maine. And it's, uh, it's like a really, like, isolated area. Um, and while we were doing this hike up this mountain, we found, like what we thought was an abandoned ranger station, right? Yeah. Like, it was, like, this small house. Like, there clearly was, like, a bed frame that was broken. Um, There was, like, there were, like, two items of furniture in there. There was, like, a nightstand and a bed frame. But the nightstand was not in the bedroom. Um, And the the nightstand was, like, weirdly, like, intact. We, we, like, saw this place, and it looked like it had been burned and then crushed by something. Like, maybe a fallen tree, but there was no debris in it. You know what I mean? Like, there was no... Like, it looked like it had been crushed. We left that place. It was, like, literally a third into the hike on the way up this mountain. And then we came yeah. down, and we were like, I kind of want to see that place again. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a cool thing to experience. And we went back to where we, like, we went on the same off... Tr- shoot of the trail and it wasn't there just gone it was gone like you know how you can tell like the foundation of something was there yeah. like there were concrete blocks where the foundation was like where we remembered this house being i walked up the front steps of this fucking little house and when i came yeah. back they the steps weren't there the house wasn't there just the foundations and some burned pieces of wood. I don't know what that was. <laughs> like, um, anyway, sorry. Like, that that kind of, like, heebie-jeebie kind of thing. Like, maybe that was hallucination. There were four of us that saw it. Like, maybe? You can maybe? get group hallucination, pseudo-exhaustion, or isolation. And isolation in groups does technically count, because if it's just you guys, then that might shake out. But things like that are always so fascinating to me. Uh... For those of you who don't know, I'm going in, I study neuroscience in Uh um, college, because I go to college, so we do the chemical bits of it. There are frequencies that you can, like, produce based on the wind and things like that, or just, like, emit through computer means that will just cause your brain to generate chemicals that will Mm -hmm. make you anxious and, like, cause you to see things. And it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. It is so cool. But, like, so that's definitely a big theory. Because if... I can't tell you... I don't even know what to say about the house. I don't know if that's an illusion or not. Like, maybe maybe we went back to the wrong place and there just happened to be another foundation there of another, like, ranger station or something that was there. Like, maybe we went back to the wrong place. Like, that's what I keep thinking is, like, we just went to the wrong place. But, like... At the same time, like, we followed the same trail markers, or so we thought, you know? Like, we thought we were going back to the right place, but maybe we didn't. 
I don't know. I the never saw that weird, house again. Man, woods are weird. Yeah, the woods are weird. The woods are weird. The woods and mountain mountain ranges and stuff like it's just ooh ooh. There's yeah. so many heebie-jeebies to get like tons of heebie-jeebies because there's just a whole bunch of nature and nature, as everyone knows, wants you whacked. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It does. I feel like we've gone a little bit without talking about the Dark Watchers, though, and I do want to. I do want to rope back around to that. We got my weird actually, story out of the way. <laughs> actually, would love to talk about the Brockton Spectre, which is the plausible explanation for this. So, back to nature is weird and also wants you whacked. Okay. Is the Brockton Spectre, uh, which is also known as the Mountain Spectre, and it can occur in certain atmospheric conditions when the sun angles like in a particular way, so the light reflects, uh, which means that if somebody's up on the mountain. The shadow will be cast onto the cloud bank around them, creating an illusion of a large, shadowy, humanoid figure. Now, uh, have you been to Pike's Peak? I've not been to Pike's Peak. Okay. Pike's Peak. I am just checking this really quick. Uh, Pike's Peak, I think, has an illusion where it will either... Uh, I think it might appear purple due to something similar to the Brockton Spectre. But, like, big mountains will have that effect where the kind of light will, like, they're just so big that the light will either reflect off the top of them or against them or, like, onto the clouds around them and create, like, a ton of different cool, like, tricks and, like, illusions and things like that. So people are like, oh, like, the Dark Watchers appear because of this Brockton Spectre phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the thing, though. In order for that to occur, that means somebody has to be up there. Yeah. And that makes me wonder if there is someone up there, like they'd have to be all roughly wearing the same thing, and the glowing eyes would be sort of an interesting effect. Yeah, that of... that would be interesting to do on a projection. Yeah, like that is something that really kind of like that's why it really feels like I don't know. The glowing eyes is what gets me about it. It's like, how, like, how, why would you do that with projection? Like, just to make these kind of strange creatures appear? Oh, no, it's like somebody stands up there and the light reflects against them. And so it projects onto the cloud bank around them, which makes them look bigger. So a person up there isn't going to know that they're the subject of the specter. But the people down below are going to see this and be like, something's fucking up there. But That's like... For them to all be wearing the same, like, the hat, the cape, the the big stick, you know? The hat, like, the cape, the stick. Yeah. That's the thing, is, like, like it, it's, a, it's a mountain range, so, like, you would expect to see people wearing, like, hiking attire? Like, not necessarily a stick, but maybe, like, you know, like, kind of ski pole-looking walking sticks. Yeah, a walking stick would track, and the hat would track, and the, the capes, even, to a certain yeah. extent, might track. Might, but, but, like... My main thing is, if these are so common, they've been appearing, like, since a very, very long time, even before climbing a mountain range was, like, something people did very yeah. commonly. Because it's, it's a pretty big mountain range, and I'm sure people got up there, but, like, you're being up at a mountain range at night... Yeah, like... You said earlier, like, way early in this podcast that, like, Spanish explorers saw them. And, like, I yes. know for a fact that, like, when explorations like that were happening, they would avoid, like, going on top of 
like mountains like that because it's a lot of effort to hike directly over a mountain. Um, like the views yeah. are great, but it's a lot of effort to like hike directly over a mountain. It's a lot of effort to like, um, to like, you know, you're exposed. It's dangerous to be up there. So like a lot of explorers wouldn't put themselves in that kind of risk, you know? Yeah. Plus if you're up at a mountain at night, mm-hmm. it's, that's predator territory, my dude. Like, you're going to get crunched. Mm-hmm. It's not safe to go up and climb a mountain at night. Especially the in California. There's bears. Yeah. There's bears. There's bears everywhere. There's bears. There's uh, mountain bears, lions. Uh, mountain lions. For sure. So, like... Not to mention, like, the weather elements of being on top of a mountain are, like, much worse. Like... Yeah. Like, why would you be up there at dawn and dusk? Like, Why? Especially the times when you're... it's like the least opportune to be up on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Get down from there, Dark Watchers. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, I know you're you like these teleporting beings, but hey, you know, it's dangerous up there. It's scary up there. That's probably why they're wearing a cape, is to protect them from the elements. Probably. You know, they probably were like, capes? Fashionable. Uh, and then they, they did that. Yeah. Capes, also great for hiding from rain and cold. Yeah, actually pretty good about that. And super fashionable. Super fashionable. Super fashionable. Love capes. I wear a cape. I want a cape. I will make a cape. I feel like at some point we will just get you a cape. Do you want a cape? We can get you one. I love a cape. Get you one. We'll get you one. I kind of want... You want like... I kind of want like a couple capes to like... Like have a cape. Like that's kind of like my ultimate goal, right? Is to have like a suit that's like coordinated like i want to have a cape that matches my tie that's my goal you want a cape lection if you will yeah a collection of capes a collection of capes of course yeah cape lection to match my yeah. collection of hold on let me count real quick <laughs> are you counting your ties or your suits ties <laughs> um i have 26 ties. That's a lot of ties, Yeah, I, I... Well, a lot of them have been gifts. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, capes to match my ties would be amazing. You know, they're all, like... My... Like, some of them are similar colors, so I wouldn't need that much variety. I probably wouldn't need 26 capes. You know, like, a selection of, like, 8 to 10. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be great. You could just get eight to ten capes. Do you think the Dark Watchers the... have collections of capes? They might. It's hard to tell though, because they all they tend to all appear do... in like a shadowy, yeah, like kind of... incorporeal form. Yeah, black. Probably all just black ones. Yeah, I mean though, like black goes with everything. It does. To be fair, it does. But you know, the suits usually black. You know, you can get some cool suits out there, but you know. It's hard to find cool suit colors, though, for me at least. Yeah. It's like I go out and I look, and they have like they have. You either get black, you get brown, or you get gray. Mm-hmm. They usually you don't even get brown. You get like a beige. You get like navy, navy. Yeah, blue. you can get navy. But that's like four colors. All I want is like. How hard is it to find a neon orange suit? How hard is it? Pretty hard. Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. 
And I'm like, I'm sure it's for good reason that there's a very specific population that would own a neon orange suit. I am that specific population. Where is my neon orange suit? Who sells them? I don't even want like, you know, I kind of want like kind of like a navy blue vibe, but I want it to be like purple. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. I have. Like, I have a navy blue suit. Yeah, I have, an, like, I have a navy suit. I have a black suit. I have a, a gray suit. But I, have, I, I think I have, I have a tweed sport coat oh. that I very much enjoy. Uh, everyone else around me hates it, but I love it, and they can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things is uh, um, I really like. I I've stopped wearing suit jackets a lot with with suit stuff, because like honestly, like a good bomber jacket or like something like that is just I don't know. You know, I it, I'm nothing yeah. if not fashionable. Nothing if not fashionable. I don't consider myself a fashionable person, so I rely on, like, <laughs> staples, I guess. Yeah. And with suits, I can always trust that they're going to fit well, because I tailor my stuff. I so. am a fashionable person, I say, while wearing a neon pink Golden Girls shirt that I bought at Hell yeah. Walmart. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm just, I got a button down and, like, gray jeans, because I've given up today. Yeah. Still a little I mean, better. Still a little better than me. I'm wearing the neon pink shirt and uh, sweatpants. Yo, if we had recorded like a 20 minutes or so ago, I probably would have just shown up in pajamas. <laughs> oh, I feel that. The world cannot stop me. That's the thing, though, because like I imagine wherever the dark watchers go to get their incredibly fashionable attire. It has to be custom. It has to be. Because, like... Yeah, I was gonna say. I have to get custom. And I'm not a tall human being. But, like, I get my stuff custom. Oh, they're so, like, very tall. They're tall. So they gotta go... Like, the big and tall section at Target can only go so far. I don't you know? think it goes to 15 feet. I don't think so. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, where Do you are you gonna like, get a 15-foot cape? So you you can't even order that at Joanne's. Like can't. if you go to Joanne's and you ask for fifteen yards of fabric, they're gonna ask you politely to leave. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, well, you could you could only buy a five whole yards ream. of fabric. Yeah, but like, yard is three feet, I'm assuming as we they established want, like, earlier in the episode. <laughs> three feet. <laughs> but like, I'm saying fifteen yards of fabric because. If you're making a cape, you have to account for, like, not just the length, but, like, the fact that it has to go all the way around the body. Yeah, the width as well. Yeah. The width, yeah. It's true. And that's going to be a lot of fabric to go all the way around them to keep them warm in that, like, mountainous kind of condition. Yeah. You know? You want a thick cape. I mean, it is also California and Southern California, so I don't... Yeah. I think, like, cape doesn't need to be, like, super warm. Which is, like, like, why do you need a cape, then? <laughs> if it's up on the mountains by the sea in, like, a deserty kind of area. Oh, that's kind of true. I don't... I don't know. Part of me is, like, I don't know. Because I go to California, and, like, existing in California makes me sweat at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> My preferred temperature is, like, 40 degrees. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My apartment, um, people complain when they come in and visit. They're like, it's cold in here. And I'm like... Yeah, well, first of all, I live in Vermont, and second of all, I keep the heat at uh, 55 degrees. Yeah. Uh, I don't keep my air con. Yeah. 
like I don't put my air conditioning on when like I won't I won't blast the air conditioning because I am at least a little bit of a dad at heart as far as the fact that I don't want to spend money yep. <laughs> to have my air con up. Yeah. But I will sometimes just not turn the heater on in the winter. So I'm like, I don't need it. You know, it's nice and cold outside. That's great. That's my ideal sleeping temperature. It's just freezing. I know. I know. My bed looks like something out of Game of Thrones. I've got a giant, like, it's not actual fur, but it's like a fur blanket. And it weighs like... That's the dream, though. It weighs like 20 pounds. It's just this huge fur blanket. I have a weighted blanket that I put inside a duvet cover, which honestly is kind of a life hack. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it looks so nice, I got, like, too. Yeah, I got like a cheap, like a cheaper duvet cover from Ikea that fit my weighted blanket. And so I smart. put the weighted blanket into the duvet cover and like kind of did a few basic stitches to like keep it in place, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, my weighted blanket weighs, like, 15 pounds, and it's got that glass bead sort of filling, so it'll Ooh. keep you super warm. It's great. That's exactly what you want. Um, yeah, sorry. What were, We were talking about the uh, <laughs> these guys, and I really, I still want to know uh, so much, so much about them. Um, well, here's the thing. Now would be the point in time where I'd like to get into the sightings. Yes. But so many people have seen these things that there's like a message board for it. A message board. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go there. It's on the actual Weird California site and they kind of have it a little bit below in this area for the comments and a ton of people are saying like, oh, we were driving. We saw the, we saw like figures in the hills, you know. Mm -hmm. And... So, there's one that I'm going to get into from Stockton, California, from, like, 2018, I think. Mm -hmm. It said, they were driving from Arroyo Grande to Stockton, and about an hour outside of AG, they saw a dark human figure in the hills. It was several hundred yards away from the road and seemed to be trudging laboriously uphill in the 95-degree sun. Uh, they could distinguish no identifying marks, no seams of clothing, no shoes, just solid black walking up the hill in the burning afternoon sun. Hmm. And this is, this is like, they were hiking up a remote trail. This is another one uh, from Ojai. Hiking up a remote trail in Ojai, an hour up the mountain, no people, no cars. They had this eerie feeling that they were being watched. They looked at the top of the mountain and saw a black figure. They waved to the figure and it waved back. Okay, I got chills. Like, like seeing like... Imagine seeing, like, a 15-foot, like, figure in the distance. Like, that's one of the things is these people are seeing them on the top of the mountain from, like, typically, like, the road or the bottom of the mountain. Like, to be visible with how high these mountains are. Like, hold up. Let me just, like, pull up, like, some, uh, some heights of some of these mountains. Yeah, go for it. Like, like, yeah, like, literally, like, a mile high. Is yeah. like average here, like about like not... just under a mile or about a mile. Uh, one of them is uh, yeah. four thousand and four twenty feet. <laughs> nice, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, these these mountains are like a mile high. So so to be able to see a figure on these mountains is they gotta be huge, you know? Yeah, like that's crazy. They have to be real big to see them. From that's a th yeah. Absolutely. 
they have to be really big and and it waves this person back. actually goes on it does wave back which is actually kind of cute if you think about it you go up and you're like hello mountain creature and the mountain creature's like hello and then just disappears like that seems fairly innocuous it does it does they do seem kind of nice yeah they seem nice and maybe i won't fight them just because they're nice but they do seem really sweet you know if if push came to shove <laughs> please don't i don't, really don't want to have you get in trouble for like just throwing hands <laughs> with some 15 foot high shadow creature that we're not sure what it is you don't even know if you can hit that thing if it's a shadow creature your fists are just gonna go right through maybe if they can teleport, your knives aren't going to do anything if it's already gone. That's true. That's unfortunate. It, but it's got a like big stick. Like a real big stick. A real big stick. Walk softly and carry a big stick. Or don't walk at all. Teleport and also carry a real big stick. Um, a couple of these things. I'm looking at the message board now. A couple of them mention yeah, yeah. that like no one could see it except me. So that's, like, yeah. one of the things that really, like, kind of, I do not know. Like It kind of kind of dunks on the fact of it being an illusion a little bit. Yeah, exactly. As far as, because if an illusion does imply that multiple people can see yeah. it. Yeah. And if only one person can see it, either it's an, I, like, I don't really know if that counts as an illusion. Because even if they stood, if they stood in the same place you were standing, they should still be able to see it. Yeah, exactly. But if not, then it does draw some question into maybe it not being an illusion and it being an actual physical thing that just decides that it wants you to see it. Yeah. Today, hello. Because, like, they're watchers. So, like, they're, like, one of the, the thing is, like, they're very passive, right? They're, they're watching. Yes. And, like, if they're selective about who can see them... Like, I don't know. That seems like there's some motive that kind of goes beyond just being a watcher. Well, like, if anything is watching, it always draws the question, what is it watching? And why is it watching? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking you know? about. Is there's some kind of motive. There has to be a reason that they are watching. Because, yeah, like, anything that observes is observing for a reason mm -hmm. either to learn or to like usually to learn but i like it always makes me wonder if it's like preparing to engage but if they haven't engaged yet you can kind of hope that they won't and they're probably just a species of something living in the mountains looking down at humans and being like damn idiots <laughs> and keeping <laughs> keeping to themselves yeah or they could be judges judging on our fashion from the mountains. Maybe. Just kind of looking down and being like, wow, these guys don't have capes yet. Yeah. What a bunch of, what a bunch of Why leaves, do these idiots you know? throw away capes? They're so fashionable and functioning. Like, functioning fashion capes? is important. Great. Functional fashion is important. Uh, you know what else is important? Not messing with the night. Like, don't mess with them. Leave them alone. Yeah. The more I think about it, like, they're just watching. They're just watching. Big Brother vibes. They're just observing. Um, they got they got good vibes. Oh, I was saying Big Brother vibes, which is not good vibes. 
Oh. I mean, like, it's only Big Brother vibes if they're giving the information to a larger entity. And if it's just them what observing if they us are, and like, dunking on our fashion, what if they are? that's okay. Like, the worst it can be is, like, maybe aliens. And, like, if it were aliens, I'm cool with that. Like, what if it's, like, oh a larger, scarier cryptid? <laughs> a larger, scarier cryptid? Yeah. You're saying that the Dark Watchers are, like, hired hired goons for a larger, scarier cryptid? A larger, scarier watcher? But, like, what... Like, you know, there's that whole thing with, like, the... Oh, God, what is it? There's, like, these, these like, the men in black, you know? It's, yeah. like, a thing that, like, people report seeing the men in black, and they're watching. And, like, they're, they're kind of these, um, like, informants of something, you know, like, that's what everyone kind of sees them as, um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe they're in informants, maybe. They could be informants. But I think that's... They also could just be hanging out, Yeah. you know? Maybe they are just hanging out, but I think that is something we can explore at a later date, as it is time to wrap this episode up, um, fantastically. <laughs> yeah. This was such an interesting topic, and I'm really glad we got to explore it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for recommending. Yeah, this, I man. know. I, I uh, was super it, interested in it, and I I feel like I learned a lot here, and and joked a lot here. <laughs> but um, I mean, that's what we're here for. Hey, if you guys are interested in maybe recommending a cryptid or conversing with us about previous cryptids you recommend, we have a Twitter. It is. Cryptids on Cryptids, at on Cryptids. At on Cryptids on uh, Twitter. Uh, go uh, follow us there for updates on the show. Uh, we talk about when we um, are recording. Sometimes we tweet stuff out. Um, when we are uh, publishing the episode, we tweet stuff out. And when we go live on Twitch, we tweet stuff out. Um, because we do go live on Twitch every We have a Thursday stream where we are there... Um, to answer your questions, chat with you guys. If you guys want some uh, info uh, or you just want to hang out, um, it's a great place to do that. So every Thursday from 8 to 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time. We play Minecraft and we answer questions. Yeah, we play Minecraft and answer questions. That's kind of the... It's a chill vibe. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a bunch of people come out and chat last week, and um, it was so fun to talk to you guys. Um, so... We always really appreciate getting the chance to interact with you yeah. guys because we really do appreciate your continued support. Really. Uh, I also do have some quick concerns uh -huh. for the people from last week in our chat. That cube cult. Hey, what was yeah, that? Yeah, first the orb, now the cubes. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, chill, chill uh, with come the cube join cult. Us. <laughs> come join us next week for whatever geometric shape they decide to make the cult of. Uh, we love and support our chat love and, their, support and their hobbies. And all your... Uh, Shape interests. Shape endeavors. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find us there. Whatever and shape you can you find take. us on Instagram um, at myd period uh, podcasts, I believe, is what we are on Instagram. I'm going to go double check that right now because. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, do I not know? <laughs> But we really do appreciate right. your guys' continued know. support. Uh, we're yeah, we're so glad to see you guys come out and chat and and talk with us. 
Um, yeah. It's, it's a Come lot of fun. Come by on Twitch. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. You'll get all the updates on when the show goes live. And we should be posting some Twitch highlights if you uh, can't make the stream. So, uh, yeah. So, come in, join us, uh, see what's going on, and hang, hang out. out. Yeah. It's a blast yeah. every week. Join join the Shape Cults. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> accidental Shape Cults. Uh, but until but yeah. then, we'll, we'll see, see y'all in the woods. woods.